welcome to Behind the Sofa. Right, well let's see if I can remember how to do this. Uh, welcome to Behind the Sofa, where we review the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. After us saying we will definitely, <laughs> definitely stick with Mondays, every Monday, you can count on us. And then it was every week, and then it was uh, every uh, whenever whenever we <laughs> every can. pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> every uh, uh, every pandemic, we'll uh, we'll get you at least one podcast. Yeah. It'll be fine. So thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, we're here. We're back. <laughs> um, it just you know life finds a way of getting in the way yeah. of a horror podcast. So All there the you go. Um, <laughs> but we're back. We're back. <laughs> and what are we talking about? Uh, well, this one is uh, number sixty-seven in our list. Oh, by the way, also we uh, we've actually passed that we've been doing this for a year now, so Woo-woo. we would have been slightly closer to halfway had we uh, yeah. not sort of taken a few weeks off and it's a just few been, weeks here and there. But... It's just so much fun to do. We just want to want to string it out. Yeah, and we'll yeah. find other stuff to review once the one hundred's done. Don't you worry. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. But we got, we got on, you covered. But we're only on 67, so we've got plenty more to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this time it is uh, Jacques Tourneur's Night of the Demon, which came out in 1957. Um, it's uh, based on an M.R. James short story who was uh, very well known for his like uh, Victorian ghost stories. In fact, unfortunately, he didn't do this one, but the BBC did a, a short um, selection of uh, Christopher Lee reading horror stories and victorian ghost stories by candlelight at king's college in london which i would have loved (laughs) to have seen great so yeah if you get the chance look up the the recordings of that because it's just absolutely awesome so uh so yeah it's um it's an interesting film uh jacques tourner is very very good at this like gothic but also noiry kind of feeling and um yeah it's uh don't worry about that. <laughs> Sorry, I was having things coming up on the computer screen, things which are, are frightening up. It's me. Fine. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm just trying to think how to... Well, I suppose we'll pull it apart. I think, I think it, kind of, it kind of bridges, like, two pretty distinct eras. It goes with, like you said, it has that kind of, like, old Poe, Gothic, mm-hmm. you know, relating back to... Um, ancient demons and woodcuts and runes and things like that but then kind of brings it into this like 1940s 1950s uh kind of film film scape yeah Yeah. and then some spiritualism and seances which is very popular around that kind of time and then also uh you know like folk folklore superstitions and things as well with uh like the various families that you meet along the way so they've kind of tied it all in nicely together like i was reading a thing earlier on that was saying um without this there's no blood on satan's claw there's no the wicker man yep. there's no yep. rosemary's baby yep um and you can see that you know what i mean it's uh, it takes spiritualism and occult practice and demons and ghoulies and ghosties it takes <laughs> them like really seriously yeah. which is uh, which is something maybe that we hadn't seen before um, so just for that, you know, a very interesting and kind of like uh, significant movie in the in the top one hundred, I would say. Yeah, and definitely, I think like where we've said before that um, like previous movies that we've done are, have kind of paved the way for it, but they are to me 
they're very good but they're uh foundations so they're important that they're on the list but this one is like important that it's on the list and i actually really enjoyed it as well so yeah the more i feel like when i first watched it i wasn't like immediately drawn to the two um main characters mm. so peggy cummins is yes. one and dana uh, andrews and um holden the uh the professor the american professor it was a little bit like what was that movie we watched the one another older one where it was was it um was it one of the early barber ones Ooh. was which is the barber one where we that we didn't like as much was it black sunday uh black, no, wait. black is sabbath the other... is the is the triple no wait which is the one with the the dracula who looks like a bus driver that one. Oh my god um that's uh uh oh my god yeah it's black sunday because it's okay. uh, mask yeah, of the, so, mask of the devil yeah. yeah so that was the one um where the two leads i didn't find anywhere near charismatic enough to kind of like live up to the promise when i <laughs> I don't want to be like revisionist here, but I feel like my initial reaction to it was I didn't really dig them that much. In but this? Then the, yeah. Okay. But then the more I read back on it, I was kind of like, okay, I do agree with what this person's written or this person's opinion. So I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace for it at the time. Yeah, but the thing is, he's not meant to be a massively likable lead man. He's yeah, but he's just is... like, this is all nonsense. And, but he is charismatic, you know. though. Oh, yeah, Dana Andrews. He's, ve- loves he's very charismatic. Does that make him a likable character? Mm-mm. No, not necessarily. And I think maybe that was where the wires were getting crossed in my head. I think I was expecting to find. But then again, when you really think about it. um sergeant howie is hardly like a super <laughs> no. likable character yeah, but he's no, a fr- no. but he is fantastic so maybe i just need to go back and and kind of like give it a reevaluation and see what it what function it is that he's really serving um i think it's more it's it's definitely um in in these movies and it is shown in the wicker man as well you've got uh characters that um represent certain areas of society so you have the paranoid uh conspiracy theory superstitious scared people you have the uh people who believe that they have more power than they do uh to wield over people like uh dr dr julian carswell who Mm. we will uh we'll talk about later and then you've got the people who are like this is absolute nonsense you are clearly an imbecile for thinking this Mm. you know and like uh, just poo-pooing absolutely everything that they see that can't be explained away by science. <clears throat> yeah. So that's the kind of character that I see him as. Yeah, there's definitely... This movie is kind of like scepticism versus belief, I would yeah. say. It's like the main kind of... Which, the main themes of this movie. Which is a basis for so many movies, which yeah. I found that like for the majority of them, I will actually like those ones because yeah. it's that moment of realization when the character realizes that it's not all nonsense and that what they're seeing is actually real and and now here's here's a thing where i'm, I'm going to say that might be controversial to people who uh, who know this movie and love this movie i was reading a thing earlier on that was saying that the demon mm. the demon that shows up right at the beginning which looks fucking gnarly by the mm. way i think it looks great um so they were saying that uh jack turner the director was saying 
he didn't and and the writer were saying that they didn't want mm-hmm. the demon to show up nope. at all nope. except for maybe at the end and even yep. then maybe not yep um but i feel like he kind of the fact that he shows up at the start and then we don't see him again really until the end mm. i feel like almost has that kind of like hitchcock uh what's the movie is it um touch of evil yeah. like the like the, the really famous like orson welles yeah, movie yeah. where you know you see if you see a bomb in the first scene then you know that some or you see a gun in the first scene you know someone's going to get shot yeah, yeah. which for me is why i felt like it worked quite well showing the demon at the start okay. because holden the character is supposed to be like we said he's um uh very skeptical and therefore i feel like every time that he kind of like poo-poo something we as an audience know it dude. is actually <laughs> real dude that that demon's about to crawl up your you know what i mean yeah but i mean the the whole thing with that is that you had screenwriters and funny enough you mentioned hitchcock because the um the story was actually adapted for the screen by charles bennett who worked with hitchcock he did he did um, the birds didn't he he did um is it 39 steps Uh um he did uh the man who knew too much he did blackmail which was like the first what was considered to be the first like british sound film back in 29 which was done by hitchcock as well so he's got that kind of vibe to him already and this was 57 so he'd already got sort of like some of those under his belt um but it was you had the screenwriters and the directors and the uh playwrights and things like that that were um really wanting to uh they had their vision and then you would have the production company the american big american shocking brightly colored technicolor um uh, production companies who would jump in and go yeah but what about this and they yeah. go no i don't really want that and go yeah well we're putting it in anyway so the demon was a something... tale as old as time yeah and it's <laughs> still studio happens... studio interference and it still happens now so the demon um like you were saying they they were um not sure whether they wanted it in there whether they wanted just hints of it which i think works quite well in some other films I was wondering how you would feel about that because I know that when we've watched films before and they've had like a reveal and you're like, oh, is that it? Like Maybe. The, Jeep- the Jeepers Creepers <clears throat> one is the one that sticks in my mind. But it was, um, yeah, the producer was a guy called Hal E. Chester who was known for like having his own vision, which was completely separate to everything else. He insisted on having the demon at the beginning of the film and on the poster. Okay, so, so- here's, here's where I think... I will 100% side with the director and the writer mm. and the actor apparently mm. who like <laughs> basically yeah. threatened to beat up the producer. Oh yeah, he was um, like a big man and like yeah. he was like 40s and 50s leading man so yeah. he got a lot of sway in but what w- happened. So what they suggested was maybe we can give some kind of impression of the demon. Like one of my favorite scenes is when um Holden's being chased through the woods and he's and all he can really see is like a puff of smoke which immediately made me think of lost first smoke of all monster. And i was like the smoke monster's here <laughs> but um but so and then you start to see those foot impressions mm. those like real creepy yeah. kind of like forked like hoofed feet yeah um that if they had shown that at the start mm. so even then we didn't see the face of the demon itself yeah. but we did know the demon is real and the demon's coming to fuck you. <laughs> you're going to have a real bad time once the demon shows up. If that had been what they'd done, 
I agree. I think it would have been a much better film because then to see that final sequence where you see the demon out on the train tracks. Yes. Is fucking great. It's really good. Because I, really, I was just really like, is it, it a demon? Is it a train? Is it yeah, a demon? Yeah. Is it a train? Well, it that's just, a, yeah. Yeah, because even then they were like, they were saying they weren't even sure if they wanted to show it at the end, mm. whether and then it would just be nothing but you know these kind of like weird flashes of light and smoke and things like that. I do kind of like that they show it if I'm honest but yeah. but what I'm saying is I think it works really well for that final sequence where Holden sees um, cars well obviously spoilers so out of the wazoo always. You, you always know this you know that but when Holden sees Carswell being picked up and like savaged by the demon <laughs> and then all of a sudden the train it just kind of like just dips out of view because the train moves in front of it and everyone's like oh he just got hit by the train I think that works so well uh-huh. Well, uh, well, I think the writer and the actor and the director were spot on. Seeing the face of the demon, having the demon's fucking face plastered all over the, the you know, the the materials, the the uh, promotional materials on the poster. That's not the move. No, that's not the move. Imagine, no. just imagine. I'm trying to think of. I know the Wicker Man. <laughs> once again, the Wicker Man basically does the same thing, yeah. where it's like the Wicker Man image is the poster. But you don't know. At least with the Wicker Man, you don't know that they're spoilers for the Wicker Man, which you should all watch. It came out in 1973 and it's excellent. So go and watch it. But maybe we you... shouldn't spoil, even though because we've not because it's on the list. Okay, uh, that's one okay, thing I will well, say. They, they obviously the title is the Wicker Man. They and will the po- have a poster, and the poster of the Wicker Man. <laughs> But they will not. They have not uh, explained in the picture what yeah. part it plays in this. Night of the Demon could mean many things. They had like we had, you know, we we talk about the fact that there is like a séance scene in this. So there could be it could be related to that. It could be related to anything. But the fact that they were like Night of the Demon and here's the demon. Mm. I, I didn't really agree with it. Like I yeah. would, I would agree that like, and it's not like the need... Wicker Man comes alive in. Oh, maybe I shouldn't even have said that. The Wicker Man doesn't come alive in the Wicker Man and like on a rampage or something. So I feel I can't like imagine. No. Imagine if that was. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> that, I'm surprised that's not in the Nicolas Cage remake. No. Like, bees. like, it just starts. <laughs> There's too many bees. If it, yeah, um, it fires bees out of its mouth no. and everything. That'd no, be no, 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 no. now. That's a movie I would watch. But anyway. There are a few bits that I wanted to get to at the beginning of uh, about the beginning of this. So before uh, Professor Harrington, who is the gentleman who has been cursed uh, apparently by uh, devil cult leader Julian Carswell, who we were both scribbling at the same time, but I've seen that you've only written like five lines, and I usually <laughs> write down everything that's happening. There are doodles the main, as well. <laughs> the main bit that I remember from that was making me laugh is the fact that he had the you know the classic devil goatee. Mm. But he could have so easily been played by Kelsey Grammer. Like, yeah, definitely. He's just got oh this... my god, <laughs> he would have been fucking like Nile <laughs> McGuinness, who plays him, is so good. Yeah, and once again, you can see the direct line that goes from this to The Wicker Man with Christopher Lee. This charismatic, then, yeah. friendly but got a menacing tone. Bit of a to shyster him. as well, because yeah. one of the, my favourite scenes in this whole movie is when um, uh, is when Holden, Professor Holden, turns up at um, Carswell's kind of like grand manner just like how he does with Christopher Lee in um, in The Wicker Man and then he just puts on this kind of show for him and I was like oh man this is like straight up like lifted. the windy not cyclone lifted, but thing. like yeah not lifted but like heavy 
heavy influence, I would say, yeah. on the Wicker Man. So, like, he's dressed as a clown. He has children running around in his grounds, and he's there with his mother, and they all, you know, put on a show for, like, the local kids and everything. And then he decides to show Holden his power by creating a cyclone. What is it? In the a, English simple, co- a simple witch's trick. Yeah. In the, uh, in the English countryside and just sends them all running away yeah. screaming. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I he's, do like that. I said, he has a, like, it's not like, um, imagine if this had been a horror, like a hammer horror, mm. he would have been just not one dimensional, but the main kind of like side to his character would have just been like, he's a grand evil wizard. <laughs> but it's like in this, he's not, he is a grand evil wizard. That's he's the side. He, that, that's the side he presents to everyone. But then he's also like a fucking petulant child. Yep. He like he lives with his mum. <laughs> in one scene, she makes him fish fingers and chips for tea. No, she doesn't. But you know what I mean. Like you could easily see it. Like you burnt the smiley faces again, mum. Like he is a child, and yeah. he gets annoyed at his mum for saying the wrong thing. Like, mum, you're so embarrassing. Yeah. Even though she's like an eighty-year-old woman, and he's yeah. like a dude in his like late fifties. Um, but she ends up snitching on him, his mother, yeah. for like what he's been involved in, and then he's just like, "No, mother, it's you that doesn't understand." And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he gothic just, teenager!" He should have a fucking comb over, like just like a fringe that just comes down over She's, his eyes. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't understand, mum. But but at the beginning, where we were saying, I was saying before about um, when the demon first arrives, the the bit. That, like I literally wrote down like whoa demon because he is huge. He's like <laughs> yeah. over the trees. He's like Godzilla. He He's appears, not quite Godzilla size, like. And it's the smoke and lights and yeah. everything. But then they also have this sound, which kind of made me giggle a bit. Obviously, it would have been terrifying if you're sitting in a in a movie theater in the fifties. You've never seen anything like this before. So I try to put myself in that mindset of like this screeching noise but to me it just sounded like he was wheeling like a wobbly shopping market <laughs> supermarket trolley that just had this like noise his little wed wagon <laughs> it was yeah it was so good but um yeah there's there's just so much uh, where they're talking about the uh like the 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 castle devil cult and you've got dr kumar who's played by yeah, an english tr- an english actor okay. who sounds a bit welsh and it's all a bit wrong yeah. he was born in durham Okay, yeah. I'm not, I'm, that was one part of, you know... I, it doesn't I age myself, that well. Is, no. It has not aged that well. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? The tropes and uh, it's, things that it's established have aged very well, but, that you know, the, the terrible racism of casting a white guy to play uh, an Indian character, yeah, not so good. Not so good these days. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of talk of, like, ghosts and spirits and zombies, and that's that whole sort of, like, crossover between it being doctors who also believe in weird stuff, mm. which I really, really like. And then the the sets are just incredible anyway, as they yeah. always are. Like I said, Carswell Manor looks amazing. Don't they all... Do they, is that really the British Library they film in as well? Uh, the British Museum. Okay, the British in the, Museum. Uh, yeah. in the, when they do the restricted section, which yeah. I was like, I want to go to there. <laughs> I want to go and yeah, have a look great. at all them books. Me, is it all the President's Men where they have that great like zoom out shot of like a, like a bird's eye view and they just like pan out and it's like you see the whole... like. The width Don't and breadth know, of the room, it looks fucking great. Um, but yeah, the um, uh, the the filming locations, like some of it looks like a lot of the like manor houses and stuff that we've got over here. Oh no, not houses, heises. That's how they pronounce it. They were just like, come it, come welcome, house. yeah, welcome to my heise. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh. But um, some of the other characters that you have, so you've got like, um, oh, I'll tell you, just just before I forget because. 
you're saying about characters mm. and another reference I thought that was clear as day to me mm. is when we get Foggy from Last of the Summer Wine yeah. turn up so that reference will mean nothing to anyone who does not live in the UK <laughs> so basically like Okay, so he's uh, he's in Porridge as well. I, the actor's name I cannot remember. He plays it. Mr. Barraclough in Porridge and oh, Foggy in Last of so Summer lovely. Wine. And like two of the nicest um, kind of like uh, relatable characters. And then he in this he plays some... Did he kill? Did he kill a bunch of people? He was the one who was like in the uh, trance. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm but he, but, but he was in prison though for killing someone, right? You will have to forgive us. I feel like he. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in. He was in prison for killing Ryan someone. Wild, his he was name in. Was. Yeah, he was in prison for killing someone, um, and he was the one of the only ones who knew the seat. He, he who knew the secret of the Carswell mm. Devil Cult. So they basically put him into a trance, and the whole time I was just like, this is just you know like The Exorcist. Any of those, any of these exorcism movies you get these days, like the exorcism of Emily Rose, you mm. know, all those things where it's like someone's in a trance and then all of a sudden they jump up and do something super violent. And I was like, this is a clear line goes from one to the other. So I feel like once again you start to see one of the things that we always said when we started this podcast is like just getting an idea of where certain tropes came from. Mm-hmm. The first instance, I'm not sure if this is the first instance of this, but you know top 100 horror movies of all time this yep. happens to be on there and it also happens to have a sequence that is for all intents and purposes an exorcism where they just shoot someone up with sodium pentothal and yeah. and hypnotize them <laughs> yeah. and get them to reveal deep dark secrets yeah you know it's, it doesn't take a fucking genius to no. try and like trace the line it is kind of crazy but it it works really really well it's quite a disturbing scene as it will be if you've got anybody sort of being held down against their will and like shrieking and stuff but yes it does make it slightly more uh concerning that it, he we're used to seeing him playing these yeah. like homely granddad kind of characters <laughs> he's normally he's normally freewheeling down the side of a hill in a bath <laughs> with with compo and clegg <laughs> and that, I'm, I'm fine with that but <laughs> but the um uh, we were saying about uh, like uh, Dana Andrews and Peggy Cummins, who are like um, Doctor Holden and Joanna Harrington, who's the uh, niece. Yeah, the niece. Yeah, the niece of uh, Henry Harrington, who was uh, the the professor that you see getting uh, destroyed by the demon in the first few scenes. Um, and they've got this real sharp back and forth when yeah. they're talking to each other, and I really, really enjoyed that. So, like, she is literally no nonsense. And we've enjoyed the fact that, like, in a lot of the movies that we've watched um, over over time, you see this movement of uh, the female character from the, you know, uh, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, like the dam- like the dam- and, Yeah, the yeah. damsel in distress to no nonsense i'm i'm, I'm headstrong in, yeah. and powerful and you know you see that and it's and thankfully it's evolved even further than that well now. if it wasn't for her character holden would be dead yeah <laughs> he would have just never would have taken yeah, any she, of it seriously she's the kind of driving force behind yeah. the the decision to right she's let's like, solve let's I've solve been, this shit i've been telling you this the entire time yeah, here's, idiot, here's his diary <laughs> read it yeah it's got all the information in there um and uh yeah so You've got the bit where the one of the one of the parts that is sort of the underlying thing in there is like how the curse is passed on. Hmm. Um, so you've got like Castle passed 
past Holden his business card, which has like disappearing ink on it, which Holden manages to pass on to someone to like a, a science lab to do tests on it. Like they've got nothing better to do. They're just like within like an hour, they're like, yeah, no, we've tested it for everything. It's got nothing on it. And you're like, <laughs> I, the one thing I thought to myself, did they? Did he just pass the curse on to them by giving it to them as well? Oh my god, maybe he did. But then they did give it back to him. Yeah, so, so maybe that's like, what it was. Yeah, I'd um, be like, the the time has reset itself. But I kind of love that. Just keep like, passing it back and forth between this, two people. Well, it's it's this. You know how we've talked about it follows before, where you've yeah. got the like weird curse, and you're like, oh my you're, god, trying yeah, out, you're trying to you're trying to outsmart like, it and stuff. I know the ring and loads of other things have done this uh, this uh, this kind of trope before as well mm. but like i said this movie is like a treasure trove of like all the things that you love about horror yeah. like modern classic horror yeah you know what i mean night of the demon night of the demon did it baby like creeper creepy farmer families and all that stuff yeah, like that passing great. the parchment he has been chosen yeah and it was like <gasps> yeah the hobart farm so that was like um uh, the that was Cleggie's, yeah. Clegg's, uh, Foggy's family, not yeah. Clegg, yeah. <laughs> not Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. No, Brian Wilde's family, who are like this sort of backwards family. Uh, like everybody in the family still lives in the same old farmhouse, and they know that their son um, was was he encouraged to commit murder because yeah. he was under well, that they, they, spell? I feel like they know the rub you know what I mean they and they know. just keep away from it yeah exactly they're like he took on that piece of paper he takes responsibility for it mm-hmm. don't get us involved it was a shitty thing that they did to him but yeah. he's got to pay the price now and that was that yeah and then there's runes on the door and there's runes on the parchment and everything else and I just absolutely love Midsummer, that so it's you know I mean? so good and um, like the fake Stonehenge that has runes all over it as well I think I wrote down I was like is that real Stonehenge? And then like, and then it had runes on the stones. I was like, no, that's not real. Also, it has like a weird like th- a, th- a triple henge. It does. I, I think like, they they obviously we can see where do your henge got research in yeah. hacks. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've got the the wonderful uh, like seances and stuff um, where they've got you know the I'm just trying to find the little bits about it. Sorry, if you find that we're we're taking little gaps, it's because we literally watched this weeks and weeks ago and have been meaning to record for <laughs> I'm, ages. I'm going to say months and months ago yeah, rather than weeks and like weeks ago. But I remember um, you saying there's like... But it's uh, like, it's Carswell's mother who yeah. uh, and her old old lady friend, and I kind of love them both, and they take they take them off to go and see uh, Mr. Meek. Yeah, and Mr. I'm Lata, like, yeah. I'm wondering how the hell this guy is going to turn out. And he comes in and he just looks like your average sort of round-faced, friendly-looking guy. And then, um, yeah, he, he like, uh, starts channeling uh, Professor Harrington and he gives some secrets away that, like, only Harrington would have known. But Holden is still completely sceptical there's a whole bunch of singing that goes on in the middle mm. of it all and it's all a bit like mm, okay and um to be fair i'm withholding as soon as the singing starts i'm like right time to go <laughs> yep but then uh yeah after that you start he starts uh, believing things a lot more so there's like cats that turn into like panthers and stuff and then oh, yeah and then he gets chased through the woods by the smoke and the lights and everything and they did and, and you were saying about the footprints earlier but Again, it's another thing where people would have been like, whoa, how are they doing that? And it was like removing, like pulling down yeah. uh, the footprints underneath the layer of fake snow that they had or the yeah, fake, I could have the told, fake dirt. I, I could have figured that one out. 
Yeah, but imagine if you didn't know, yeah. like back in 1957. It's sorcery. Yeah, they were just like, how the hell, how the hell would you be able to do that? It was just, but the um, all the sets and stuff were all done by Ken Adam, who did like James Bond, he did Doctor Strangelove, and oh, all of that. So like, he he knows how to uh, create. He knows how to scene. dress a set, baby. Like, a living scene, it's so good. But yeah. um, yeah, so uh, they've got that this kind of race against time element yeah. about like I said, it's it it's like the thing like, it's like it follows uh, all those kind of like curse movies yeah and yeah so he's only got like two weeks to you know to to sort it out and to either pass the curse on or to take on the demon basically and he's mm. finally come around to the idea that this might actually be real there's a really cracking <laughs> scene towards the end where they're on the train and they're being uh at this point like scotland yard are involved as well mm. so it's like people from scotland yard then there's people from the devil cult yeah. and then there's carswell and holden and peggy and everyone's all on the train and there's like that great effect like um they did it in martin and all those kind of movies where it's like anytime there's a train that train tra- that that's just like guaranteed tension ratchets it's like a heartbeat yeah it's, it is it's, it's like it, it works exactly like that and i was like this is really great because it's like a little chase going on and yeah the uh, the, the scotland scotland yard police are the poshest policemen oh, i think yeah. i've ever heard i feel like that's this is why american people feel like uh we all live in a in, dickensian yeah exactly <laughs> Ooh, toodaloo, pip, pip. and i was like no it's not like that <laughs> it's so good um but yeah he uh it turns out that Carswell has like uh, hypnotised Joanna uh, and is sitting in this little train carriage if anyone remembers the old slam door trains in the UK well just think of Harry Potter yeah pretty much um, and uh, so yeah they are like having this proper um, battle of wits I suppose isn't mm. it because like he's like oh I'm just he's trying to give him the paper you, and he, yeah, yeah he's like I'm going to pass you this matchbook that was or that was pass a... you this thing and he's like no no I'm good I'm good because he knows exactly what that <laughs> the floor means. is lava the floor is lava yeah <laughs> it was, exactly it's definitely like a I thought that that scene once again was also fantastic. Yeah. The more I think back on this movie, the more I really, really, really yeah, yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. I feel like at the time maybe I was tired and grouchy after having been in for yeah, in the maybe. house for like two months straight. Maybe. Um, so maybe I just wasn't feeling it. But the, the more I think back on it, the more I really, really enjoyed it. What was your like overall impression? I really liked it, but I did. I mean, I have to admit. When it had got to the bit, I actually wrote it down during um, during the bit where, that we speak uh, that we spoke about earlier, where it was uh, at, at Castle's house and it was the um, uh, him dressed as a clown and he does the cyclone and everything like that. I actually wrote down, do I like this movie for the whole movie or do I like it because of the subject matter? Because you guys know you you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. and I know that my favorite uh, genre of horror is uh, cult, occult. Uh, witchy, folky, superstition, ancient demons, and this kind of has all of that in there, but it is also a really entertaining film as well. Like, I'd say I'd be quite happy to watch this one again. It's not like some of the ones we've had before where we're just like, I'm going to watch it once. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it, but it's probably if not going to go into I easy rotation. Like I, now I feel like I want to watch it more. You know what I mean? Like now that we've that, got a little yeah, bit now more knowledge. Now, now some time has passed yeah. and we've had a chat about it. Now yeah, I feel yeah. like I can go back and appreciate it more. One sure. thing, apologies if you can hear an annoying dog barking in the background. <laughs> it is not our precious little peanut. She's sitting in her basket good as gold. It's uh, it's 
Kipper, the dog from downstairs. That's not uh, actually her real name, but it's, still. The, it's the name she deserves. Little <laughs> Pisher. Right. Um, but but um, like we were saying earlier about like Jacques on a, a gothic noiry tension, but he's also really good at jump scares. Uh, mm. He uses them sparingly, which we you know we don't see nowadays because they seem to be just the things that hold a lot of these movies together. But he he did the same. He he did Cat People in which, 1942. That's on the list. He did I Walk with a Zombie, which is not on the list, but I think we could probably uh, yeah. in that was like 1943. But um, yeah, it's just like we were saying before about like the 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 death of Julian Carswell. Like it's you you then have this flip of uh, Holden, who's been the skeptic throughout the entire thing, to being one of if not the only guy who saw the true death of julian castle yeah and everybody else is like oh he got hit by the train and then they're like uh, you know oh well maybe it's better not to know yeah um but he now has to go on living knowing that these things are out there mm. where everybody else knew that knew that beforehand or yeah. believed it even though they'd never seen it now he's seen it and he knows that that's that's what really happened yeah and he has to live with that which i kind of love as like an ending you know it's completely flipped yeah his life every, everything everything's turned up on its head mm-hmm. the one guy who's being chased for the entirety of the movie yeah you know passes it off onto someone else and then they're getting chased. i think it's great like i said that whole finale i think is fantastic yeah. i think it's a movie of a lot of with a lot of great scenes and set pieces like the bits with um the bits I found the weakest were the bits where it's like, <laughs> where they're talking about the conference they're supposed to be running, mm. like a skeptics conference. Can you imagine how like, boring that would there's be? A, there's the kind of, there's that, like we have already said, unfortunately, there's the kind of, uh, there's the actor in brown face, which is terrible enough on its own. But then it just so happens that he's in scenes that are like, just not, re- they don't really advance the plot much. They no. don't, they're not super interesting. No, There's the Irish true. guy as well. Who's, yeah. Who I, you know, did he, did any of those guys really need to be there? No, not but really. Imagine how dull a skeptics conference would be. Like I'd much rather <laughs> go to a believers conference than a whole bunch of people just sitting around talking about things that they believe don't exist. <laughs> this, uh, this dull. coffee's pretty good. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Do you think, really? Do you think so? Mm. <laughs> Ooh, well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, any you got any facts to, to, oh, to take us out? Oh my god, on? I have the best fact that you will. Fantastic! I love, a, I love a good fact. Love. Okay, so in one of your favourite Joe Dante uh, movies, the, the Burbs. Yes, of course, it's the Burbs. Okay, the book that they find in the Clopex house, the theory and practice of demonology. Uh-huh. Oh, so if you look one... at it, it's written by Julian Castle. Oh, is it really? Yeah, the oh, name on the front great. is Julian Castle. I was that's like, fucking awesome. That's just I that little that. nod. And you can't see it that clearly, but it's there for people who who know their history. So yeah. now every time we see it, we'll be like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's we great. know that one. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. Uh, if anybody wants to go check it out, because of the age of it, thankfully, like someone has uh, put it up online so you can watch it by going to tinyurl.com slash watch n-o-t-d uh, and then uh, find us on Behind the Sofa podcast on Instagram and Facebook and let us know what you think cool um, did it shit you up? 
it didn't shit me up but it kept me entertained it yeah, kept that same. adrenaline going it kept me excited it kept me um involved and intrigued and not entirely knowing where it was going to end up either at the so, time of watching it i thought it was good now on looking back i think it's great um it didn't shit me up but the more i think back at it the more it inspired so many movies that i love yeah uh so in, for that just for that i've got to, i've got to give it some love <laughs> um fantastic right we watched some other, we've watched some other movies recently yeah. i don't you know just um, this is just some throwing this in there what have we watched we watched child's play the new the one. new one yep controversial i thought it was fucking awesome no, no, it was great <laughs> i thought i really enjoyed it yeah they definitely turned it into a bit of a kids on bikes movie yeah a bit of a stranger things bit of like goonies, goonies you know what I mean? all those ET, yeah. all that stuff that everyone's loving right now but why not like i haven't got tired of it yet so i'm i'm fine with that and the idea of it being that it's not like a an evil demon but it's been taken into the 21st century by being like programmed to yeah. have no uh, morals and uh, yeah, no violence, violence inhibitors, inhibitors and <laughs> all of that kind of stuff I kind of love that and it's still just as creepy with like a tiny tiny Chucky doll just appearing I like the, I love the fact that they didn't give him like the box perfect Chucky doll mm. and its face was all kind of like, fu- like the moulding was all fucked up in yeah, his face yeah it was all a little bit wrong I also loved the ending with um, where the Chucky the buddy 2.0 with comes the teddy out bears. with all that the, 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 like a leprechaun one <laughs> and a teddy bear one yeah. and I was like this is great like just the scene that I have not laughed even at comedy so hard in such a long time <laughs> the curse knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> the scene where the guy the guy who runs the uh the shop where aubrey plaza works yeah he's basically wearing a giant chucky doll head mm. and he's getting which is his, terrifying <laughs> enough as it is he's getting I hate his mascot he's getting his throat slit from the inside from the inside of the of head. head and then he takes it off and then a just gush of blood just hits this small girl in the face i just laughed so hard <laughs> i thought because it wasn't they didn't they don't skimp on it as no. well it's not like this is a movie where it's like a kid's on bikes but they tone it way down so that it could get like a 12 certificate nope. like this is a full like it's pretty fucking gory yeah like when they, they, they put the dude's head on top of the watermelon I'm sorry, once again, I know this is a brand new movie. I know, spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, we've stuck spoilers. We'll make sure when we uh, stick this up, we'll stick spoilers for For, everything on there. So make sure. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought Mark Hamill as Chucky was so good. He can do anything. Yeah, he is great. His voice acting is absolutely incredible. Anyone who only knows him for Star Wars... Please check out like anything where he's done, like the Joker. Yeah, he's a fantastic Joker. He does the voice in this. He's just cockknocker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, from James Silent Bob. But um, loads of creative depth, loads of gore, quite funny. Like some really in, like some good performances. Yep. I, um Brian Tyree. Uh, what's is it? Brian Tyree Henry, the guy that's in Atlanta and who's going to be in the new. Um, Eternals movie. The guy who plays Detective Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Detective is, Mike. Is it, yeah, um, he was great as well. Like yeah. I said, thought it was fucking great. Last night we watched uh, Sweetheart, mm. which is a Blumhouse. Was is Chucky? Is Charles played Blumhouse as well? Uh, I don't remember seeing the beginning okay. bit of it. Oh no, so. I think it was Orion because it had the really cool. Ah, like, yes, because yeah. it was but, like old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sweetheart. So basically, big time lost vibes. Mm-hmm. Woman gets washed up 
uh, on a desert island with a guy who's half dead and a guy who's literally half dead yeah and uh some creepy monster keeps coming out of the ocean and there's picking a, them off and yeah, yeah. there's a creature um, somewhere good not yeah. great yeah it was fine you know i quite liked it when it was almost like a silent movie yeah that was when i thought it was best yeah when she's the only person on the island and i was like how is it gonna is this whole film just literally gonna be her not making not not talking a lot and yeah. stuff and i was like that could work but then like uh yeah more people show up some and... people turn up and then it all i did you get that it was all kind of like uh i get i got the vibe that it was supposed to be about something else mm. like it almost like it was like a domestic yeah. abuse survivor thing like the guy who turns up is her boyfriend on the raft he plays varg in if anyone's watched oh, lords, uh, of lords of chaos the one with uh, is it rory colkin in it yeah um also pretty pretty good but yeah, not, like, I, not, yeah, yeah. I, i'm a big fan of lords of chaos yeah um but yeah so he turns up and then it kind of like almost starts to shoehorn this kind of like domestic abuse angle yeah into he's it. Like, like you'd be nothing without me what are you gonna do if you because she wanted to leave the island obviously and they're like now nah, we want to rest up and she's like do you not understand there are like there's something on this island that's coming after us but then we're the, gonna die the, and also there's like a racial element to it as well because she's african-american he's a white dude and he keeps her like in fucking the they other, tie her up at yeah. one point and there's the other woman's white uh the other woman's white as well and they have obviously been through some shit together in the few days where they were on their own uh and so they've got this connection and she feels like a bit detached from that like she's in the water there on the land yeah like there's it's yeah there's there's a lot of uh like but like underlying... it, to me it didn't like it didn't add up to a lot mm. i didn't feel like i thought it was best when it was just being a straight up horror movie mm. like some movies i love and will go back and analyze like this is not get out yeah i mean this is not, yeah. it's, this, not to, this, it's not it's not so because it's almost like two halves of a movie stitched yeah, together this is it's it's a survival movie with horror elements it's cast away but with horror elements basically yeah. um, it's a good high concept as well it almost reminded me of, like i always love this movie I, I don't people a lot of people hate on it uh that buried that ryan reynolds movie i haven't seen it the one where he's like in a coffin and all he has is a mobile phone. No. Oh, it's fucking great. Which really? we watched. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay. I remember seeing it at a fright fest. So I remember to say what the so I turned up to fright fest one year. Ten years it was, ago. Wasn't yeah, it? ten years ago wow. when we first got together. Yeah. So I turned up to fright fest and they were supposed to be showing a Serbian movie, and everyone was like buzzing. Ser- Serbian film. Yeah. There's what did I say? You said oh, yeah, Serbian, Serbian movie. Okay. They were supposed to be showing a Serbian film. And I was like, everyone was buzzing because they were like, it's the gnarliest yeah. fucking movie you've ever seen. So everyone was like it. rubbing their hands together, like can't wait. And then at the very last second, they had to pull it because the BBFC wouldn't give them uh, like a dispensation to show it because it had so much heinous shit yeah, in it. I'm not going to watch I'm, that film. And, and instead they put on um, this buried movie with Ryan Reynolds, which is like, you could not think of two more opposite movies. <laughs> um, I know which one stuck with me longer. It was the fucking Ryan Reynolds movie because I thought it was really cleverly done. Um, and it's very, you know what I mean? It's a it's a movie set in a coffin. It's incredibly claustrophobic. Mm. Um, whereas Serbia movie, I thought was a load of fucking 
bullshit personally, <laughs> but there you go. It's just yeah, just just, just like for the sake of, shock, yeah, shock, shock for the shock sake of yeah, yeah exactly. Don't like that. But um, but yeah, it's, so it kind of reminded me of that. I don't. That's how we got onto it. We're talking about sweetheart, weren't we? But then, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, ending didn't really do it for me. Mm. There was there's a very kind of like once again like a bit of a this shot means something mm. shot, but but the final shot like she's walking away from half of the island, which is completely on fire while she's kind of like walking down the calm serene beach and with I was the like, head of the meaning creature. meanings man yeah, um, yeah. but yeah I'm, have we watched anything else we have, we have watched loads of stuff but we have um i can't remember lot, what did we so talk about the lodge we the did last... talk about the lodge okay. last time yeah so um we'll have a think we'll remember what we've watched and uh give you our mini reviews next time I yeah think, i think so. mini reviews might be a, a recurring because sometimes that like i wouldn't say that um uh, Sweetheart or Child's Play would, would go merit an entire maybe, like forty minutes or so. But, but maybe, yeah, I mean, Child's Play was so much fun. Child's really Play was it. fun. Whether so. it would go in the top one hundred, mm. mm, maybe not. But mm. it was a fucking great movie. So if you've Child's not seen Play it, itself, I can't remember whether it is actually in the. List it's not. Or not. Okay, okay. No, it's no. not. Um, right, it's good to be back. I feel like riding a bike. <laughs> You're back on it, a, yeah. A horror bike where the handlebars are a human rib cage. Sweet. And <laughs> The tyres are made of... Entrails. <laughs> Entrails? That would work. How would that work? How would a ribcage work as sandalwood? Easy. Be like this. <laughs> Maybe the ribcages could be the wheels and the, the the frame is a spine and then the arms are the handlebars. There you go. Okay. okay. And the feet are, feet are pedals. Watch out for it on Kickstarter. We're, we're doing this. <laughs> the horror bike. <laughs> the horror, the horror bike. bike. You know you want the horror bike. It's going to be the hottest, low-tier horror movie podcast merch you've ever seen. Oh, it's It'd be, be great. So good. Um, fantastic. Right. Good to see Good to see everyone. Good to hear everyone. We can Didn't see hear you. you. We, we can't can, hear you or see. see you, I promise. <laughs> Don't look in the corner. Don't look there. Um, right. <laughs> Um, so, from behind the sofa. Uh, next week. Oh, right. Yeah, God, I completely forgot how this goes. Yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Well done. Well done. Next time okay. is number 66. Okay. It Give is me the a clues. movie that you have seen, but I have not. I have not seen it. You have seen it and did not like it. Is it, it is, Switchblade Romance? It is Switchblade oh, Romance. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... It's, maybe I'll enjoy it for what yeah. it is this time. The, what, the okay, thing do, you want, I, do you want the little uh, yeah, go on, blurb of it? Don't, give me, don't, I, give start me the blurb. Talk, don't start talking about it just yet. So, a beautiful young French woman, Alex, travels out to the country to visit her family and brings along her friend Marie. Soon after they get settled in the secluded home, Alex's parents are brutally attacked by a psychotic truck driver who proceeds to stalk the two women as well. When the killer kidnaps Alex in his truck, Marie hides in the back to try and rescue her, but the bloodshed is far from over. You're going to hate this movie. Okay. For, for twofold reasons. One, it like a it's violence? super gory. Like super gory, like tendon slashy, throat slitty, oh, good. severed heady kind of yeah. gore, which I know you're not the biggest fan of. Yeah, it's not and my favourite. And also it has... A m- something happens at the end which is so galling and annoying that it made me throw up my hands and just go like this that Uh, doesn't happen often listeners so uh, you know I watched it a long time ago okay well I mean some of the ones that we've had before where we really didn't enjoy it for whatever reason have actually ended up being quite funny to review so hopefully this will go good like I said maybe now I'll be able to appreciate it more from a gore hound kind of point of view do you not remember how old you were when you watched it 
Oh, it's probably like seven. How old? When did it come out? Uh, two thousand three. I probably watched it like two thousand and five. So how old would I have been? Twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah, like twenty. And now you're like fifty, so it's fuck fine. you. <laughs> <laughs> what year is this? Um, right. Okay. We love. We love each other. Love you. Love you. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, we love you too. Yeah, we love you. Thank you for listening. Um, please come and find us on behind the so uh, behind the sofa podcast on Instagram and Shut Facebook. Shut up, Kipper. <laughs> and. Uh, if you go to tinyurl.com slash watch N-O-T-D, you can watch Night of the Demon and then come and let us know what you think. Right. Uh, so from behind the sofa. Good night. Good night. <laughs>